Anatoly Moskvin, a genius and madman who dug 29 children up from their graves and turned them into porcelain dolls, was allegedly forced to marry a dead girl named Natasha Petrova at her funeral when he was 13 years old. After this event, he would begin to have weird experiences in his dreams. We want to know what Natasha could have wanted from Anatoly and if other people have had similar experiences to him. Can someone really be haunted? 29 is too many. Yeah, it's that that's a solid number. I feel like once you get to like uh, the first one like the thrill sure. Second one you're chasing the dragon. I feel like around 13, 14, you'd get sick of it. Every battle of the bands Rockstar wishes to have 29 people at their concert. <laughs> well, maybe you can go dig them up. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Hey guys, welcome back. <laughs> I can't even take this seriously. You shouldn't. No, no, because it's atrocious is what it is. Yeah, it's real bad. Hey guys, welcome back to the Haunted Detective Podcast. I'm Kelsey Childs, your host and ghost believer. And with me is my favorite skeptic, Griff. Hey, what's up? I'm a skeptic. Yes, yeah. you are. I just, I just feel like, you know, I feel like if it was real, we'd know by now for real, for real. You know what I mean? Like we'd have like it. For real, for real? Yeah. I think maybe for real, for real, for real, but not for real, for real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 29 kids married to a ghost. Let's get into it. Let's go. Open the case files, guys. In the late 1970s, Anatoly Moskvin supposedly had a ghost attached to him. Her name was Natasha Petrova, and her death at just 11 years old was caused by accidental electrocution when she was taking a bath. That's terrible. What a way to that go. That sucks. That sucks shit, actually. Maybe worse than dying on the toilet. Yeah, the only thing I can think about worse, worse than getting electrocuted in the bathtub, dying in the fire, maybe, or like drowning in that bathtub. Hmm. Both pretty bad, but something accidental electrocution, that's pretty bad. After the funeral, where Anatoly was forced to marry her corpse or spirit, she haunted him in his dreams. I'm not exaggerating. Like, how? So she would appear to him as a ghost. Okay. Of sorts, okay. I guess, and sing mysterious songs. That's a direct quote from Anatoly. Uh, okay. Eventually, she would start demanding that he go to the graveyard and let her teach him black magic. All she needed was his permission or consent. Consent is even important in the afterlife. <laughs> Gentlemen. Just, to, just to recap uh, from last episode, isn't it like the 80s when this is happening? Uh, the 1970s, the yeah. The 70s? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Again, cool, Beatles cool, cool. and the Smiths are making music and this is happening. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just cool. I want to, every time you stop down, I'm going to provide cultural context of what was happening. They are not relying on whale uh, blubber yeah. for light. No, yeah. There's like, they have radio. They have like, like FM radio. They have television. <laughs> they have TV. They have cars. This is crazy. All right, no, let's go. Let's go. This is fucking insane. All right. She threatened him by saying that she was not going to leave him alone until he learned black magic from her. He was a smart kid. He knew not to go to the graveyard and follow a ghost there to learn these things. So eventually he left the city for summer okay. and the dream stopped. Okay. But as soon as he got back to the city, immediately upon his arrival, mm. they started again. Sounds like don't go back to the city. 
Sounds like leave. Sounds run. Like, yeah, sounds like you don't need to be there. Sounds like maybe move to an entirely new country. Yeah, I mean, even if it's just like a city, it's not that hard to go one city over. It's just not that hard. Well, then he would have to tell his parents, which I don't think he told them anything ever. Oh, yeah. So. He should have. Hey, hey, mom, dad, can we move cities? Got, no reason. I got but a ghost. I've, I'm a little constipated in this city. I got to go. <laughs> I like really new city, please. <laughs> so when he got back, mm. he said that she returned to him in a haze okay. is the direct quote translated from Russian. Soon, he was able to feel her spirit in the waking world as well. She was always accompanied by a specific chill. Okay. So when this happened, the song <laughs> Purple Haze by Jimi Hendrix had already been out for, what you said it was 1970 what? The 1970s. Yeah, this song had already been out for a minimum of three years. He had already, he'd already done that ditty on his guitar. And that, I just, again, it's still, the more you told me about the story, I'm just picturing him living in a little log cabin straw hut in Iceland or whatever. And Iceland. where were they? It's somewhere. <laughs> where, wait, where were they? Can we say Finland so I can cha cha cha? Is it Finland? No, it's Russia. Russia. Yeah. These, I'm just picturing him living like a cat, a cabin in Russia in like the 1800s, like you said, with the whale blubber lamps. And it's just some guy who could listen to Jimmy, who could listen to the song Purple Haze on a record player. It's just insane. He could listen to it on the he could listen to it on the eight track. Okay, let's let's go. <laughs> let's, no, let's keep going. Oh my god. I just looked over and you were furiously Googling <laughs> something. <laughs> I just wanted to know. So um soon he was able to feel her spirit in the waking world as well. Mm. She was always accompanied by a specific chill, as ghosts are. Yeah. The dreams got progressively worse, and he started to hallucinate during the day and was, quote, delirious at night. You know, I feel like, was he ever, like, you know, tested? That's a great question. For, like, schizophrenia or That's anything. an awesome question. Like, we'll talk about that later. I'm just saying, he is a man. They have it more. They do? Yeah. Oh. And I'm supposed to be the expert. Yeah. <laughs> Expert who? Not me. Yeah, they're more, they, they get it more, or maybe they just get diagnosed more like autism. I don't know. Let's keep going. Every night, Natasha would get angrier and angrier. Not being able to take it anymore, Anatoly told his parents that he was having nightmares. Just not what they entailed or what happened to him as he was sworn to silence. And he took that oath very, very seriously. Well, yeah, I feel like if a bunch of cloak and dagger people kidnap you and tell you to take an oath of silence, you're probably going to do it because they could probably kidnap you again. I don't know. I'd hop right on TikTok and be like, guys. <laughs> you won't even believe what happened to me. Stop scrolling. <laughs> this crazy thing happened to me today. Uh, that's wild. All right. They brought him to a psychologist who attributed his mood swings and bad dreams to puberty or in Anatoly's words, a hormonal breakdown. He was prescribed sleeping pills and sent on his way. That sounds like the opposite of what you want. <laughs> You don't Literally. want to sleep longer, <laughs> get haunted longer, and you can't wake up. You got, all, you got fucking trazodone in your blood. That's what I take to fall asleep. So the important part to note is that it is unknown mm -hmm. whether or not Anatoly told his therapist about the incidents he had been through. Many experts in the case believe that he did not. Yeah, I feel like a, if he had, he would have been... Committed? Grippy socks, yeah. Grippy socks. Grippy socks, for sure. It would have been very good for him and possibly in the future, um, the graves he desecrated. Yeah. Uh, it probably would have prevented that. Very ghost, much so. Ghost or not. 
The dreams persisted for a year, and finally in 1980, he was ready to do anything to get rid of the nightmares of Natasha. Okay. And she finally relented and told him that she would go away if he gave her to one of his classmates, but it had to be someone he held a grudge against. I'm going to look something up again. Oh, okay. I'll continue while you're doing that. All the ritual required was a tooth from this person. She taught it to Anatoly and he never saw her again after he performed the ritual. Yes. So when he does this, I just want you to know that by this point, (laughs) Michael Jackson had released (laughs) had released Rock With You and the music video had debuted on MTV when this is happening. Again, just providing cultural context for what time of... uh, uh, of uh, history this was because again I cannot stress this enough every time we go to another paragraph everyone's in robes Every, everyone's <laughs> lighting candles <laughs> I did. can I just like rewind for a second here yeah. she said that he needed a tooth from yeah. one of, he got the tooth That's and he performed the ritual crazy uh-huh. where did he get how did, how did he acquire a tooth I'm honestly I don't want to know <laughs> Was it like any tooth? Like go to the pier and buy a shark tooth? No, it was... Dog tooth, bear tooth. This Russia, they gotta have bear teeth everywhere. From one of his classmates that he held a grudge against. Yeah. So someone he didn't like. So he just ripped their tooth out? I don't know. fucking head? There's literally absolutely zero context to you this. just tied a piece of dental floss to one of their tooths and slammed the door and kept it? Pretending to be the tooth fairy? That's crazy. So he never saw her again after performing the ritual. He continued to visit her grave and upkeep it after that, though, Mm. along with other cemeteries in the city. Respectful. With her grandmother's death in 1990 and her mother's disappearance or departure, he's unsure which, he was the only one keeping up with her grave for 14 years. But recently, around 2009, someone actually visited her and planted flowers in front of her stone. Anatoly was baffled by who could have done this. Yeah, yeah, because he didn't tell anybody, so how would they know? Weird. Okay. This is a really... Or some, <laughs> some fucking random just had two bu- two bouquets, and they were like, oh, uh, uh, I don't need this one. And they just, like, put it. Bye. And it's, like, the day he shows up, and he's just like, ah, oh my god! And it's just so it's just the, it's just the guy, the, 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 the dude who takes care of the cemetery, he's just putting them on all of the graves, but he just started with that one and was like, oh, I left, I left my flat iron plugged in, and he had to run home, so he gets there, and it's the only one with flowers. I'm sorry, I've made the scenario now. <laughs> this is what happens when we spiral mentally. Oh I call god. it uh, thought spirals. I just create entire scenarios in my head about everything. <laughs> Never date me. (laughs) Never. I'll have a whole world in my head. (laughs) Anyways, that's not relevant. So this is a very interesting experience that he had. Yeah, that's weird. It's weird for sure. It's really, it makes me wonder for one, what happened to her mother and why did she mysteriously just drop off the face of the earth? You know? Yeah. uh, It could be be cult related. (laughs) Griff is like, I'm having a mental crisis right now with this story. Well, I mean, because I'm just thinking about it being 1990 and how close that is to Britney's- 1970. No, because you said 1990. Or- well, in 2009 is when someone visited. 2009 is worse. Her grandmother died in 1990. Yeah, grandma died in 1990. And then in 2009, I was, I was in high school. So has this changed your mind about ghosts at all yet? No. Good. So- <laughs> What I want to know and what I'm going to ask the audience now is, 
Do you think that Natasha was stuck in some sort of purgatory? Or was she stuck with Anatoly? Was her only way to get a ticket to the afterlife by teaching him black magic and somehow spreading some sort of curse? That's like the worst Disney movie. It would be really... Isn't that like Anastasia kind of? No. Oh. I'm, maybe I'm... I think she's just Russian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only thing the same. Please don't cancel me. <laughs> Not all Russian stories are the same. God. Um, I quite similar. I just feel like if there was a ghost who had to do something to cross over, teaching someone black magic doesn't feel like it is the thing to do. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, unless the afterlife is simply like a pyramid scheme <laughs> where you have to get everybody in, like we can't get in unless you like sign 20 other people, then maybe. But I don't think it works that way. You have to sign seven other people yeah, to hell. The, yeah. And then they have to sign seven other people and so on and so forth. How awkward would it be in hell? Like I wouldn't know anyone there. I'd feel so uncomfortable. I know everybody there. Oh, Unless the entire LGBTQ community really is going to hell, then oh, yeah. I want to join. Then you're going to know everybody there. It's going to be a party. It'll, It'll be, be so sick. much fun. It's too hot, though. Well, we're in Texas, so we're getting ready for it. There are a lot of different explanations for this that I want to talk about. Okay. And I want to go over some other stories that could be relevant and possibly prove that, yes, a ghost really could haunt someone. Okay. Not just me or my life. And if you stick around with me for long enough, then... You will believe in ghosts, but that's not the point of this podcast. Okay. It is to convince Griff through words okay. and story okay. All right, and well. imagination. Mostly story, but let's go. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> in my search for evidence that this could have happened, I stumbled upon another disturbing story of a haunting. Okay. Ghosts who have solved their own murders are possibly the most concrete examples that defy scientific reason. Go on. So just to give you context... Most of these stories, uh, the hauntings mm -hmm. or the ghost stories yeah. are admissible in court. What? A polygraph test is not admissible even... in court, yes. but just saying ghosties is. So there there has to be something to it then, right? No, we, our legal system is stupid. Well, I wasn't going to say it out loud. <laughs> well, Those are our quiet thoughts. Uh, no, I say that The legal lot. system's stupid. Justice system doesn't work. Doesn't anyway, it. you can go, you okay, continue anyone who's here from my tiktok knows that i have daily freakouts on videos about the justice system our justice, yes. system our justice system our justice system yeah so let's get into the first one mm. in the wake of her unsolved murder teresita bassa would contact her colleague's wife to get her case solved and killer brought to justice okay Teresita Bassa was born in 1929 in the Philippines and came to the United States in the 1960s, wanting to study music and just lead a better quality life. Mm, hippie movement. Instead, she became a respiratory therapist while also studying to get her master's in music. Okay. She was a quiet and peaceful person who enjoyed relaxing and staying at home with her husband, Joe. It was February 21st, 1977, when Ruth Loeb, one of Teresita's friends, called. They had a short conversation that lasted about 30 minutes. And okay. remember that there were only landlines, so yeah. short conversations would be about that. Yeah. Well, if you're, you gotta go through the whole rigmarole of getting connected. You're gonna stay on. Can you say that while. word one more time? Rigmarole? Love it. <laughs> Teresita had a friend coming over, but that was all Ruth knew. It was an hour after their conversation when the fire department was called to her apartment due to the neighbors complaining about smoke. Okay. 
Firefighters found Teresita's body naked under her mattress with a knife still stuck in her chest. Oh, that's a lot. That That is a... That's a lot of steps. A handful, yeah. Yeah. There was no evidence of her being sexually assaulted, though, which in these cases, her body being found naked, a knife in her chest under her mattress, that's quite surprising. Yeah, it's... It's definitely uh, unique. Yes. But there wasn't any evidence to help the police discover who exactly murdered her. Okay. Then something strange happened six months after the incident. Dr. Jose C. Schwa Jr. claimed that his wife was having nothing short of visions about the incident. Dr. Schwa was a colleague of Teresita's. Okay. His wife while in a trance, said to him, and I quote, Doctor, I would like to ask for your help. The man who murdered me is still at large. Needless to say, Dr. Schwa was very shocked and taken aback by the suddenness of this incident. Mm -hmm. You're just chilling in bed with your significant other and suddenly they just turn and look at you. They're like, Griff, I require assistance, please. I mean, that's about how it goes usually, actually. Not that shocking. (laughs) Not that different. I have questions for after this recording. (laughs) I have concerns. He asked who this was, and the reply came, Ako e Teresita Basa, which is Filipino for, it's me, Teresita Basa. It's also important to note that Dr. Schwa's wife did not speak Filipino. I could find no record of that being the case. Right. I mean, she could, I feel like you can, I can say, I can say Mayamo is Griff. I don't know any other Spanish. Yeah, but also Filipino. See, I added the S. I know German. Filipino is not something that you just casually learn in school. No, but if her isn't her husband Filipino? I don't think so. What's his last name? It's Jose C. Schwa, but Jose is not a Filipino. It is. Is it? Yeah. Oh, the Philippines is like if if Asia and Mexico had a baby because Spain colonized over there. In a- Spain colonized in Asia before or after they colonized in South America. And that's why you get like a lot of people, Philippine, like a lot of Filipino people have like Mexican or Spanish names like Jose and Carlos. That's a good point. Although I will say that there also was no record that he spoke Filipino. Ah, there you go. So I, I did look it up. I did <laughs> do a lot of research. How do you um, know it was Filipino? He hmm? just assumed. <laughs> I, he, so he's just like, I don't know what the fuck that was. I guess it's Filipino. He probably like called a friend or was like, uh, oh, they didn't have Google back then either. No, they didn't have Google. And also like, that makes it harder he to record her saying it. I think he killed her. <laughs> well, unfortunately for your theory. I think the doctor did it. I see your doctor <laughs> theory uh-huh. and I raise you her coworker, Alan Shovery, mm-hmm. who actually killed her. And that is what her ghost said. Or did the doctor do it? And then he worked with his wife to come up with this ghost story to frame the co-worker. The showery confessed and then was convicted. But if he was paid off by the doctor, the doctor got a lot of money. <laughs> Again, we are creating scenarios in I'm our heads. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just it's, saying. It's a good point. It's a good point. I'm just saying it's suspicious. <laughs> to me, I would say the story is pretty concrete. Mm-hmm. It brought a murderer to justice, and the fact that Dr. Schwa's wife started speaking in another language mm-hmm. kind of baffles my brain. Yeah, that's weird. It's it's definitely weird if it happened. 
It's definitely weird if it happened yet. <laughs> it's like if I just turned and looked at you and started speaking Latin. Yeah, that'd be weird. I'd leave, like, for sure. I'd 100% leave. I'm also pretty sure that the, the like, her voice fully changed, mm. like the wife's voice. She could have just been, like, a talented ventriloquist, like a Jeff Dunham. We just have an explanation for everything today. Uh, listen, I'm the skeptic. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> to be skeptical, to be rational and have reason. Like saying the doctor did it. <laughs> he definitely did it. He got his wife in on it. They paid that guy to confess. That guy gave the money to his family who needed it. That's all I'm saying. This is not a game of Clue. I'm just saying that. You know, we should do like a murder party. I'm very good at those. Maybe we can do that on a live stream one day. Maybe. That'd be fun. What do you guys like think? An escape room. Ooh. Okay. Let's get into the next story. Okay. It was June 24th, 2004, when Catherine Bellesteros was brutally murdered. Her uncle went to her house in Tejeros, Makati, in the Philippines, to visit her while her parents were gone. Are all these stories in the Philippines? Not all of them are, but two of them are. Two of them are, okay. Well, one of them's actually in the Philippines. The other one's from the Philippines. She's from the Philippines. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Catherine's uncle went to her house while her parents were gone. Mm -hmm. He arrived at 4 p.m. and knocked multiple times. When there was no answer, he decided to investigate, as one does. Yeah. We all, curiosity kills the cat, you know? Yeah. He got a knife and pried the front door open. It being locked was a strange occurrence in itself. Catherine's room was also locked, which tipped him off that something was very wrong. Thankfully, he was able to get up on a step stool and look into her room through the gap between the wall and the ceiling. Okay. There, she was lifeless on the bedroom floor, covered in blood. Murdered. Uh, murdered, yes. Okay. Destroyed, literally. Oh. After he called the police, it was discovered that she had been stabbed 33 times. That's aggressive. Very aggressive. Very passionate, yeah, as you would say. crime of passion. Left behind was a bloody boot print and blood on the doorknob. This indicated that the killer could also have sustained wounds. Or just got messy. Yeah, this is true. Okay. The crime scene itself was too gruesome to allow her parents to enter the house, so they were brought to a funeral home instead, which I guess is where the autopsy occurred and they identified her body and all that terrible stuff. Yeah. When Catherine's mother hugged her daughter's body, she was startled when Catherine spoke to her. It was nothing more than a faint whisper. Baba was the only clue given to her parents. It took several days for all of the pieces to line up, but when they did, it was shocking and bizarre. On June 27th, the future suspect's aunt stepped forward and recounted the details of how her nephew killed Catherine. Here's where it gets weird. Okay. His name was Ryan Viscara. Okay. He also went by the name of Baba. He confessed to everything, and the evidence was irrefutable that he was, in fact, the murderer. Hmm. Or he just had a creepy vibe and everyone knew it was him. That is true. That is true. He did run with a local gang. Also, who turned him in? The aunt? The aunt, yeah. He confessed to her. Yeah. And she was like, hey, police. Yeah, got some info. Hmm. Okay. Would you... Give away someone in your family if they murdered someone? It depends on who they murder. (laughs) And why. What if it was like a pointless murder? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But a murder for a reason, no. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Because there was a reason behind that. Okay. What did they do? (laughs) That's the question you got to ask. This is a pointless murder. 
other murder? What did they do? I it's pointless. fully support a woman killing her rapist. Yeah, that's not a pointless murder. Yes, Again, I, I would. What did they do? I would go to jail to help her, to be honest. <laughs> let's be real. You go to jail for covering up the crime? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so let's get into the final story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're so immature. <laughs> On November 2nd, 2002, Lisa Polsons was a 38-year-old realtor in Canada. Mm. She worked a late shift that evening and started to head home. But she never made it. Her sister called the police and they went to investigate. Instead of finding Lisa in her office like they hoped, they found a pool of blood outside of the utility room. Being a woman is a literal nightmare. It's terrifying. <laughs> it sucks shit. I want to get rid of... I feel like if we got rid of daylight savings time, the woman murder rate would go down. You're not wrong. I think it literally would. Or we just made a curfew for cis white men. You know, or just men in general. This is a little curfew. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cis. Let's be cis quirky. Uh, let's be quirky. <laughs> she. <laughs> but obviously not for men who got that riz. <laughs> no, especially them. All right. That's that's horrifying. So her body got shoved in a closet. Yeah. When they opened the door with the help of a security guard, they found Lisa lying on her left side with one eye open. Ugh. There was blood splatter on the wall accompanied by footprints. Nightmare. Being a woman is a nightmare. Someone oh. had stabbed her seven times, cut her throat, and had sex with her dead body. Ugh. Gross. Absolutely atrocious. The scene itself was terrible and a bloody mess. The janitor became the first suspect. His name was Rui Marquez. Oh, yeah, this is closet. This is true, yeah. This was due to the fact that he had access to her office and the utilities closet. They ran his DNA against that of the suspect and was ultimately cleared because there was DNA yeah. sexually and under her nails. So someone could have like stolen the janitor's keys. Or still had access. That too. Mm-hmm. About four months after the murder, things got weird for Rue. He was cleaning a glossy black table when he saw something strange in its reflection. Someone was standing there with him. Mm. When he looked up, there was the ghost of Lisa Polson's Nightmare scenario. Okay. I think I would hightail out of there. Mm. Not ideal. I have a tendency to jump, scream, and bolt. Yeah. F flight. Full flight. Yeah, yeah. My body goes fight or flight. You're going to flight it's, today, it's, bitch. It fight, fight, flight, or freeze. Freeze, yeah. yeah. Which one are you? <clears throat> fight and freeze. Fight and freeze. So I freeze like, and then I fight. Any Anyone watching that scenario, you'd just be throwing hands in the air. Yeah, I freeze and then I fight. <clears throat> that actually happened to someone in uh, the Hammersmith ghost case, but that's, that's a story for another season. Okay. She didn't say anything, though. She only pointed at the table before vanishing. It took a while for the clue Lisa provided to click. Initially, that was because he didn't want to tell the police about what had happened. Mm. He was scared about being perceived as crazy, as anyone would be. Yeah. Imagine just going to a police station being like, yeah, I saw Lisa's ghost. Um, she gave me a clue. And they're all like, ha, 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 ha. Imagine going to a police station. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me either. But I will say, there is this one really hot cop on Rainy Street. No, and let's go. <laughs> He's doing all the murders. Let's go. But when he was pulled into an interview with the detective assigned on Lisa's case, mm. it clicked. That wasn't just a meaningless visit from her ghost. Suddenly, he thought of his co-worker, Nelson de Jesus, who always wore black. 
He remembered at that moment how Nelson, upon seeing Lisa, referred to her as hot. Again, a nightmare being women, a mm. woman. Yeah, don't talk to your coworker like that. That's weird. That's a hostile work environment. That's not for work. That's for don't uh, don't even look at a woman. <laughs> don't even don't ever perceive anyone ever. <laughs> Just don't. I I have no pronouns. Do not refer to me. <laughs> Nelson de Jesus was arrested in 2003, and Rue Marquez was encouraged to tell his ghost story during his testimony and trial. I still don't think it should be admissible in court, but glad they caught him. I feel like, you know, if there's probably like a boot he had that matched the thing or whatever, or the DNA. Weird that they didn't do DNA on every person in the office. Like every man in the office. What is the theme, the running theme, been this entire episode? Police negligence. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's, the running theme. That's the only reason we have true crime. <laughs> I think they probably just stopped caring after a while. I mean, they did that with my grandmother's case. They were like, ah, it was the husband. And then they just stopped caring. It, lazy, but statistically, but lazy. Lazy. Statistically lazy. Yeah systematically lazy (laughs) so we cannot say for certain but it's clear from these other stories that in a similar manner to anatoly hauntings are most likely real i don't know man (laughs) i don't know people you know brains are weird they'll do stuff they'll our brains will do stuff to process stuff you know what i mean this is true our brains will do stuff to make stuff okay (laughs) never happened to my family with my grandmother in 1973 did she tell so did she haunt she don't. She didn't haunt. Did she, well, did my haunt? my uncles would hear in the home that it happened, her calling them from other rooms after mm, it happened. I would never go in that home again. They also had a dream about it happening before it happened. Hmm. And they were like ten and eleven. You know, I feel like it, again, it's the thing of the body doing stuff like I uh like processing trauma in different ways. Like it could be that, like the hearing stuff. Of them just like, again, your body does weird stuff. Cause I feel like, like, I know, like, I had someone die and like my body will like wake me up at the same time that that person died, like a lot. I don't think that's a ghost haunting me. I think that's just my body like having a trauma response. That is true. I mean, there are some other cases where, uh, I mean, Kathy Hobbs is a great example. She spent her entire life knowing that she was going to die. Oh, I mean, um, we at all the age do. Of 16. Oh. <laughs> but she knew the time, she knew how, or, vaguely and then she finally got over her fear and went to the store to get a book the grocery store at like 11 p.m never came back and her mom who also was very sensitive to that sort of thing Mm -hmm. woke up that night at like a very specific time Mm. feeling like someone had smashed her in the head and it turns out her daughter was killed at that exact time smashed in the head that's insane if i knew that i would not go anywhere i'd be in a pillow room she did. She was for most of her life. Actually. But if I, I would do it to that day, <laughs> at least. We'll and see. And then once we're past that, then I can get out of the pillow room. She thought she wasn't going to survive <clears throat> 16, but she kind of like misinterpreted her fear where she didn't think she would make it past like the first couple days of being 16 or like two sixteen. Mm-hmm. So like a few months into 16, she's like, I'm free. Yeah, no, I would have waited till 17. Maybe. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, just to wait a little bit longer. That sucks. That's like, uh, that sucks shit. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. There, There is something out there. Mm. These stories personally resonated with me, which is why I picked them. But mm. there are hundreds upon hundreds of these out there. You know, the, the simulation works in mysterious ways. <laughs> and it fucks up a lot. 
I know that won't. Especially in Texas, I've noticed. Texas is weird. Yeah, because it's too big for the simulation to run it properly. I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm literally not joking. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is that it's like that. This is probably a weird simulation that we're living in. And there's too many people now and it's not running good. I think the audience can probably hear how loud I'm blinking it's at you like right the, now. It's like the Sims 100 baby challenge where if you we get to a certain point and your computer starts to get hot, the computer that's running the universe is getting real hot right now. I forgot, by the way, um, I have some grippy socks in my car that I meant to give you. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's a simulation. <laughs> We will never actually be able to scientifically prove these stories, right? No. Some of them have actually held up in court, though, like I said, so... I guess it's... Those are for the better that they did. It's just weird that that's admissible. Yeah. Feels yeah. like hearsay. <laughs> you know? And then some literal written confessions and cases get dismissed because yeah. it's hearsay. Exactly. It feels weird. Just feels weird. I mean, good, good job. Does, I guess the good outweighs the bad in this case. As long as the one like innocent is jailed because of it, I guess. I hope you guys know that I'm actually going to be forcing Griff to come ghost hunting with me mm -hmm. at some point. And I won't really be doing that. <laughs> I, I won't be doing that. I won't be doing that. I will literally pay no, you. I will not be doing that. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I mean, I'll figure it out. Mm. To further this paranormal theme that we have going on, okay. Anatoly had many outlandish beliefs. Not only did he speak 13 languages, but he also wrote multiple dictionaries and textbooks. Oh, yeah, One, you said that last episode, and I was yep. like, how do you write a dictionary? How do you write a textbook? I mean, that that's like fact collecting and yeah. i guess writing a dictionary is too but like if the dictionary already exists for you whatever <laughs> one of the topics he was very well versed in was celtic folklore culture and history mm. he was a scholar of yeah. it based on his actions and belief systems it was as if he practiced paganism or druidism okay and there nerd. are a lot what nerd <laughs> nerd dork ass loser <laughs> nerd this fucking dork ass loser he's larping i'm oh, sorry let's go i no, he sucks, so I can make fun of him. Sorry, I was sure I thought I was making fun of a victim. I forgot we we're talking about the murderer. So yes, yeah. I can make fun of yes, him. Yes, he was a dork ass loser. Dork ass loser. Larping. There are a lot of stories about death and there being life after death in Celtic folklore and in the practice of folk magic. Anatoly genuinely believed that he was protecting these children from the cold darkness of their graves. While bringing the dead back to life was not a practice among the Celts, necromancy surely was. Ugh. To fully understand his story, we need to look at what necromancy is and what the Celts believed in regards to the afterlife. Okay. Drumroll, please. For our next episode, we will be getting into just that. Maybe there is some truth to the spiritual practices that Anatoly had. Mm -hmm. Either way, we definitely need to talk about it. <sighs> Fine. Until next week, we're going to close the file on this one. It's a tablet. To close the the magnetic tablet on this one <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to episode two of haunted detective it's always a blast and don't forget to shout us out and subscribe to our email list and discord and please be nice we have our feelings hurt very easily yeah anyway good episode bye we love you all <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs>